Do you feel powerful? That was a question that one of my colleagues asked us at the beginning of a devotion that she shared a few months ago. Do you feel powerful? It's a simple question, but it's kind of difficult to answer, right? I mean, my first thought was, no, not, not really. I mean, not like super powerful. Power at its most basic definition is simply the ability to produce an effect. The ability to produce an effect. Power, of course, can be leveraged for good and for bad. In and of itself, power is neutral. Some people pursue power for selfish and exploitative ends. I remember my, one of my middle school history teachers always repeating the phrase when we were talking about European history, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Y'all must have had the same teacher. Some people, uh, other people though, use their power to, to help and bless others, to make the world a more beautiful and, and just place. I think deep down we all want to, to feel powerful like we have the ability to produce positive effects in our world. We want to be the best version of ourselves. And just like the power that gives uh, air conditioning and light to our homes, just like that power has a source, we human beings seek power from different sources too. Sometimes money makes us feel more powerful. Sometimes fame or success or approval makes us feel more powerful. Sometimes the ability to to create change and and influence people makes us feel more powerful. Sometimes it's a special or unique set of knowledge or gifts or abilities that makes us feel more powerful. There is no greater power, however, than the power of God in Jesus Christ. Jesus' power is greater. In our sermon series, looking at the greatness of Jesus in Paul's letter to the Colossians, so far we've looked at how how Jesus' kingdom is greater. Then last week, Tim shared uh, about how nothing in creation precedes or supersedes Christ, Jesus, that Jesus is first. Today, we continue with the supremacy of Jesus as Paul connects the greatness of Jesus with the power that we have in us. In Christ, and Christ in us, we have a greater power. Let us pray. God, open our hearts and minds to your word for us this day. We pray that it would take root there, that it would grow us and transform us so that we might live for you and might bear fruit for your kingdom. This we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, as we continue through this letter to the to the Colossians this morning. We're in chapter 2, beginning with the 6th verse, going through verse 19. Listen for God's word. So live in Christ Jesus the Lord in the same way as you received him. Be rooted and built up in him. Be established in faith and overflow with thanksgiving just as you were taught. See to it that nobody enslaves you with philosophy and foolish deception which conform to human traditions the way the world thinks and acts rather than Christ. All the fullness of deity lives in Christ's body, and you have been filled by him, who is the head of every ruler and authority. You were also circumcised by him. This wasn't performed by human hands. The whole body was removed through the circumcision by Christ, 
You were buried with him through baptism and raised with him through faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. When you were dead because of the things you had done wrong and because your body wasn't circumcised, God made you alive with Christ and forgave all the things you had done wrong. He destroyed the record of the debt we owed with its requirements that worked against us. He canceled it by nailing it to the cross. When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, he exposed them to public disgrace by leading them in a triumphal parade. So don't let anyone judge you about eating or drinking or about a festival, a new moon observance or Sabbaths. These religious practices are only a shadow of what was coming. The body that cast the shadow is Christ. Don't let anyone who wants to practice harsh self-denial and worship angels rob you of the prize. They go into detail about what they have seen in visions and have become unjustifiably arrogant by their selfish way of thinking. They don't stay connected to the head. The head nourishes and supports the whole body through the joints and ligaments, so the body grows with a growth that is from God. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, as many of you know, we were just at the beach for a week for a vacation, and whenever I'm at the beach, I always have a moment or several moments when I just get lost in the power of God and the wonder of God. And it happened again this time, even with seven kids under the age of six all staying at the beach house together. Uh, And it happened once when I stepped outside uh, the house uh, at night just to to look up at the stars. I thought about all those stunning new telescope images that we've all seen uh, that have been posted that represent just a, a fragment, a slice of the universe. I thought about how there are more stars in the sky and the grains of sand on the beach. I thought about how each star could have its own solar system. I looked at the stars piercing through the night sky and just thought, wow, God is powerful. And then it happened again uh, when I was uh, sitting on the shore watching the silhouette of my kids against the, the backdrop of the pounding waves hearing that that crashing sound, seeing the the churning foam. I thought about how those waves shape the landscape, how the ocean virtually controls Earth's climate and weather patterns. And again, it overwhelmed me. God is so powerful. As a Jew, Paul had a very high view of the power of God, the singularity, the oneness the holiness of the one creator, God. And yet, as we've seen in his letter to the Colossians, Paul is intent on communicating that Jesus, the Christ, is this one true creator, God. Holy and completely. Jesus is the God of power and might and love. (coughs) Excuse me. Last week, Tim did such a good job talking about the extraordinary language Paul uses to talk about the supremacy of Christ, how he was the image of the invisible God. All things were created through him and for him, that in him all things hold together, and that in him God was pleased to reconcile all creation, all things. So God is powerful. Jesus is God, so Jesus is powerful. There's this progression of power that Paul begins to lay out for us. Today's scripture, he says, All the fullness of deity lives in Christ's body, 
and you have been filled by him who is the head of every ruler and authority. So let's track this. Let's slow down and unpack this statement because it is truly astounding. So astounding, in fact, when I came to this passage, I, I still remember a conversation that I had with a friend at, at Duke when we were in undergrad. We were doing a Bible study with the fellowship group that we were part of on Colossians together. We were co-leading it, and, and in the planning stages for the lesson for chapter 2, I remember um, something saying something to the effect of, Josh, you know, this is just mind-blowing to think about, that, that all the fullness of God, like the God who cannot be contained, the God, the, the infinite God who's all-powerful, all-loving, all-good, all the fullness of God was in Jesus Christ who lived and walked among us. That's incredible. Like, we really need to spend a lot of time there in this Bible study, just marveling at that, like that's the crux of the lesson. And he just nodded and smiled and he said, yeah, you want your mind blown even more? Look at the very next sentence. All that lives in us. All that lives in us. We have access to that through Jesus Christ. The God who created this vast universe of galaxies, infinite in scope, the God who when I look at the stars, when I hear the crashing waves, seems overwhelming in power and goodness and love. The God who has the power to create, the God who speaks, and a hundred billion galaxies are born in the vapor of God's breath, the planets form. The God whom the psalmist says, the heavens declare God's glory, the skies God's handiwork, who's mightier than the breakers on the shore, whose love reaches to the heavens, whose faithfulness stretches to the skies, whose righteousness is like the highest mountains, whose justice like the great deep. The God of infinite power and love lives in Jesus Christ. There was no part of God's power and love that Jesus did not have and embody in his flesh. Everything of God, it's expressed in Jesus. Jesus literally embodies the one true God in all of God's fullness and power. But it doesn't stop there. As Josh, my friend Josh said, look at the very next sentence. Paul continues, and you have been filled by him. You have been filled by him who is the head of every ruler and authority. All the fullness and power of God was in Jesus, and you have been filled by Jesus. You are in Jesus, and Jesus is in you. Like, no wonder the writer of Ecclesiastes says in the Old Testament that we have eternity in our hearts. We have the power of God in Jesus Christ in our hearts. The power that creates and sustains everything that is, the power that, that holds it all together, the power that puts breath in our lungs, the power that makes it possible for us to live and move and have our being, the power that gives us the capacity to create beautiful things, the power that raised Jesus from the dead, the power that forgives our worst, the power that loves unconditionally and universally, the power that transforms worlds and lives and hearts and societies, there is no greater power than that, and it is in us. That's why Paul is careful to warn the Colossians about being trapped by or deceived by traditions and philosophies and religious practices that seem to offer something powerful, like greater insight or knowledge or status or identity or fullness of life. He knows that, that Jesus and the power we have when Jesus lives in us and we in Him is all we need. If we possess Jesus, if Jesus lives in us and we live in Jesus, we are already fulfilled in Him. 
We already have power, and no rule, no religious doctrine, no authority, no power can go over him and impose itself on us because Jesus is the head of them all. Jesus has the greater power, and now that greater power is in us. So all of that that other stuff, all those other power sources end up being empty, really just distractions that disconnect us from the real true source of power and life. You know, every few weeks weeks or so, I get a pop-up notification on my MacBook or my iPhone about an update or an upgrade that is available for the operating system. You probably get those too with Apple products or Android devices or Windows machines. They come so often. It's like, didn't I just get a notification about an update or an upgrade? What is Apple going to do when they run out of geographical names? Think about, I think I have like software 15.5 maybe on, on my phone. Don't judge me, I have an old phone. But whenever an update or an upgrade comes, right, the idea is that the phone or the computer needs to update or upgrade to a more powerful version to supposedly perform better. A more powerful version to perform better. Sometimes it's like we do that with our lives, isn't it? Feels like we do that with our lives. We, we feel this pressure. It's like we think we need an upgrade, an update, like the power source we already have, the power of Jesus inside of us isn't enough. We need something else in our operating system. Something to, to boost who we are, our standing, our sense of worth, power, dignity, purpose. We need something else to help us be more powerful to produce desired effect. Paul, Paul is reminding us very clearly that the gospel does not need an upgrade. It's already powerful. We don't need a more powerful operating system every week. Power that comes from any other place, friends, is trivial by comparison anyway. What are the power sources in our world that are the most likely to draw us away from the power we already have because of Jesus in us. There is no amount of money, no job title, no status, no control over other people, no amount of recognition or applause or success, no political clout, no social media following that will make us more powerful than the power of Jesus in us. The power of Jesus Christ in us is enough. It is greater than anything else out there. Who Christ was and is and shall be is enough. I love how Eugene Peterson translates this one scripture passage in his message paraphrase. He says, everything of God gets exposed in Jesus so that you can see and hear him clearly. You don't need a telescope, a microscope, or a horoscope to realize the fullness of Christ and the emptiness of the universe without him. When you come to him, that fullness comes together for you too. His power extends over everything. But this this great power, this greater power in us, through Jesus in us, is greater because it's good. It's not power over, it's power with. 
It's not power to control, it's power to love. It's not power to, to secure my own life, power to make the lives of others better. It's not power to destroy, it's power to create. I mean, look at how we got it in the first place. Not through our own strength or might. It's through Christ's power that we have access to the power of Christ in us. The last time I checked, Christ's power was revealed in humble service, passion for justice, practicing mercy, sacrificial love, welcoming the outcast, liberating people, forgiveness, and ultimately, Jesus' power culminated in defeat on a cross and then resurrection in victory. We have access to this unique power in our baptism. In other words, it's a gift. There's nothing we can do to acquire it or earn it. That's why Paul says, you were buried with Christ through baptism and raised with him through faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. In other words, power comes in putting off an entire way of life and coming to live in a new one, coming to live in Christ and Christ in us. And so when we're, when we're baptized, we are baptized into Christ's death and resurrection, which means we're baptized not and have access not to just any old form of power, not power as the world defines it, but the power of Jesus Christ. The power that looks like the Jesus who now lives in us. Because God's power isn't made in fame and fortune and control, it's made real in the life of those who choose a lifestyle of serving others because they're so tapped in to Christ. I remember uh, chaperoning a small group of college students on a mission trip to Miami about a decade or so ago, and one of the places that we went um, to tour and learn more about and then to help was a small homeless shelter right there in the middle of Miami, right beside corporate offices and skyscrapers, a small homeless shelter for women and children run by nuns from the Missionaries of Charity of Mother Teresa. And we were invited, graciously, graciously invited us to participate with them in their morning worship liturgy, just a, a simple service of prayer and devotion and, and, and silence. Then we helped them prepare and, and serve lunch uh, to people who came through. And they told us that this was their rhythm. This was their lifestyle, pretty simple, a pretty similar every single day. And yet there was so much power in that place. So much power in seeing the way that they were connected to God and how that flowed, that power flowed through them into the lives of the people that they loved and served. In fact, there was way more power there in that place, true power, than in all the corporate offices and skyscrapers that surrounded it. That's the greater power of Jesus in us. It means greater humility. It means downward mobility. It means greater selfless and sacrificial love. It means a, a wider embrace. It means creating space for the power of Christ to be experienced by all people. It means, in the words of John Wesley, doing all the good we can, by all the means we can, in all the ways we can, in all the places we can, at all the times we can, to all the people we can, as long as ever we can power of Christ in us. 
Because God's power isn't just in the spinning of the galaxies up there. It's in God's people right here. So, do you feel powerful? What power source do you tap into the most? The fullness of the God of the universe was in Jesus Christ. And Christ Jesus is in you. If Christ lives in you and you in Christ through faith, you don't need to be completed by anyone or anything else. You don't need a more powerful operating system. Friends, we have access to an amazing, good, constant supply of power. Power strong enough to strip away your old self and raise you to newness of life. The power to make us alive in Christ. The power to forgive us. The power to disarm rulers and authorities. The power to enable us to do abundantly far more than we could ever ask for or imagine. The best, most powerful version of us is the one fully convinced of Jesus Christ in us. All we need is Jesus. That's our source of power. Hold fast to him. We have all the power we need. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.